Brighter Media Group original. Thanks for checking out the Verse podcast today. So glad you're here. My name is John, and this is a daily pursuit to become more perceptive to what the Bible says. And today we're actually going to be reading a whole chapter. Whoa, what is going on? You'll find out in a second. We're reading Hosea chapter 7. Let's do it. So today we're actually returning to the book of Hosea. We've done at least one episode there before, but briefly want to give you some historical context and some biblical context to what's going on in today's chapter. Hosea was written between 755 and 725 BC by the prophet Hosea, who was the Lord's mouthpiece to the northern kingdom of Israel. This was actually prior to the Assyrian invasion and Israel's eventual exile. The nation of Israel is in turmoil at this time. Rebellious king after rebellious king and a chaotic state of sinfulness. Now, what's unique about the book of Hosea is that it's more autobiographical in nature. Hosea's own family and marriage are a vital part uh, of this message, and it's interwoven in here. It's really, really cool and different than the other um, books that were written by prophets. Hosea is married to Gomer, who is continuously unfaithful to him, breaking the marriage vows and promiscuity. And in spite of this, Hosea mirrors God's character and loves her. It paints a vivid picture of God's faithfulness and patience for the nation of Israel and their continued rebellion and idolatry. But God's patience eventually runs out and judgment is about to come. God pleads with his people to repent and to return to faithfulness, but they ultimately refuse. And this is what would lead to their ultimate destruction. Overall, Hosea teaches that God will not allow his people to become unfaithful without consequences. Just as a husband and wife expect faithfulness of one another in marriage, God expects a commitment of his people. And today we read a passage where Israel is very upset about the consequences of their sin and the discipline that God has sent them. They're described as crying and wailing and being angry. But despite these intense negative emotions, Israel is clearly not repentant. So what's the difference? How is repentance different than being sorry or angry? We'll dive into that after we read. Let's prepare our hearts to hear from Hosea and hear from the word of God. Hosea chapter 7. I'll be reading from the New Living Translation. Israel's love for wickedness. I want to heal Israel, but its sins are too great. Samaria is filled with liars. Thieves are on the inside and bandits on the outside. Its people don't realize that I am watching them. Their sinful deeds are all around them, and I see them all. The people entertain the king with their wickedness, and the princes laugh at their lies. They are all adulterers, always aflame with lust. They're like an oven that is kept hot while the baker is kneading the dough. On royal holidays, the princes get drunk with wine, carousing with those who mock them. Their hearts are like an oven blazing with intrigue. Their plot smolders during the night, and in the morning it breaks out like a raging fire. Burning like an oven, they consume their leaders. They kill their kings one after another, and no one cries to me for help. The people of Israel mingle with godless foreigners, making themselves as worthless as half-baked cake. 
Worshipping foreign gods has sapped their strength, but they don't even know it. Their hair is gray, but they don't realize they're old and weak. Their arrogance testifies against them, yet they don't return to the Lord their God or even try to find him. The people of Israel have become like silly witless doves, first calling to Egypt, then flying to Assyria for help. But as they fly about, I will throw my net over them and bring them down like a bird from the sky. I will punish them for all the evil they do. What sorrow awaits those who have deserted me. Let them die, for they have rebelled against me. I wanted to redeem them, but they have told lies about me. They do not cry out to me with sincere hearts. Instead, they sit on their couches and wail. They cut themselves, begging foreign gods for grain and new wine, and they turn away from me. I trained them and made them strong, yet now they plot evil against me. They look everywhere except to the Most High. They are as useless as a crooked bow. Their leaders will be killed by their enemies because of their insolence towards me. Then the people of Egypt will laugh at them. You can hear the anguish that God has, right? A heavy, heavy and serious passage. But there is hope here. But let's let's dive into that question that we had before we even started reading. Feeling sorry or repentant, how can we tell the difference? Hosea 7 actually reveals uh, several ways. One is that repentance takes seriously that God sees and remembers our sins. If we read the ESV version in verse 2, it says, But they do not consider that I remember all their evil. Now their deeds surround them. They are before my face. See, nothing can be hidden from an all-knowing and everywhere present God. Israel denied the root cause of their problems and ignored the reality of their sin before the Lord. Repentance does not deny or minimize the reality of our sin and its ugliness. Number two, our feelings are not repentance. We can be angry at our sin. We can cry about it. We can be sad. But most of the time, if we're honest, we're just angry that we're suffering, that we got caught. We feel our suffering maybe in some cases is unjust. All the tears and intense emotions in the world don't mean anything because they're misdirected. They may even be directed at God. Where is God? How could he let this happen to me? Here's the third and uh, final way we can tell the difference between repentance and feeling sorry. Repentance speaks the truth about God and resolves to obey him. Our hearts and our emotions lie to us. We can convince ourselves to do anything, right? And we can often fool ourselves into believing wrong things about God, things directly contrary to his word. If our thoughts about God are wrong, then our actions toward God are bound to be wrong too. We need to make sure that our thinking about God is coming from the Bible and not from our own emotions or even the culture. Here's the good news today. The good news from Hosea 7, our point of reflection and meditation and prayer. The good news is that God is ready and willing to forgive and heal his people. 
That's what makes their stubborn lack of repentance so frustrating, right? God would heal and God would forgive all their sins if only they would turn to him. So let's not follow that example. <laughs> let's pay attention to the voice of God. Let's hate our sin itself and not its unwelcome consequences. Let's accept the discipline of the Lord and confess our sin to him that he may heal us and that he may forgive us. Thank you so much for listening to the Versed podcast today. I hope that it has brought you value and uh, that it continues to if you've been a Versed li- listener from day one, if you've been an OG. I'm so glad that you are here and that this community is growing and building. As always, if you want the resources that I use to build these podcasts, what I use as I'm reading, the Bible commentaries I use, and some other resources, uh, I used uh, a my friend Jason Van Bemmel today in this podcast to help me with that one. So, so grateful for him. Check that out in the show notes as well. A link to my social media. If you want to reach out and have any questions, if you want a verse included in a future episode, everything you need to know is in the show notes. So check that out. And until we meet again, make sure you make hope louder today. We'll talk tomorrow. <laughs>